Vaccine mandates coming for K-12 students by your old friend Matt Welch. Published at Reason on September 29th. Read to you right afterwards. We'll see when Quick Draw Rommelman gets it up over at Paloma Media. Here we go. The San Diego Unified School District Tuesday night voted unanimously to require students aged 16 and over to be fully vaccinated by December 20th or be exiled into remote learning. The country's 21st largest school district thus joins number two, Los Angeles, whose guidelines cover everyone 12 and older, and smaller Culver City, California, the lovely town, uh, also covering 12 and overs, as the earliest adopters of what will likely be an increasing and increasingly controversial trend of mandating injections into the arms of comparatively low-risk minors. Tonight, we're making a statement that we believe in the science, we believe in the process, and that we are serious about this, that we want to protect children, San Diego School Board Vice President Sharon Whitehurst Payne said at the meeting. The board veeps interpretation of the science is not universal. Dr. Vinay Prasad of UC San Francisco's Epidemiology and Biostatistics Department noted in a U.S. News & World Report column Tuesday that different countries have come to different conclusions about the safety of giving kids two doses rather than one, and that potential side effects of myocarditis, otherwise known as heart inflammation, are real, even if they're rare. Quote, taking kids who decline vaccination and preventing them from getting an in-person education is a draconian penalty, wrote Prasad, who's been a pretty insistent voice on school reopening and is a great Twitter follow. Go check him out. He continues, prolonged school closures uh, have massive negative effects on children, robbing them of education, the last tattered rung left in the ladder of American opportunity. The reality is they are overstepping the certainty of the science and they are taking out our collective rage and frustration that this pandemic has not yet ended on children. It is a shameful policy and I condemn it. Close quote. K-12 student vax mandates are almost certain to jump beyond the borders of my native California. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona last Thursday said that he wholeheartedly supports them. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has said repeatedly this month that she's keeping student mandate open as an option. According to an article this week in Pew Trusts, Pew Pew, quote, Officials in counties and cities in California, Maryland, New York, and Virginia, as well as the District of Columbia, are mandating vaccinations, with a few, uh, with a few exceptions for weekly testing, for student-athletes. Hawaii has a statewide vaccine requirement for public school student-athletes, but also at least 12 states ban schools from requiring vaccines for students of any kind. As has been the case with COVID-related policies on masking, school reopening, business closures, and vaccine passports, a chief determinant on whether a given policy, uh, polity, I should say, group of people who vote, though that one, uh, whether a given polity mandates or bans K-12 vaccines, since obviously everything has to be either forbidden or required, we know this, um, Anyways, the thing that's going to determine this is not the comparative impact of the coronavirus in these places, but rather which of the two major political parties do their constituents favor. Stupid politics wins stupidly, yet a stupid gen.
It's a totally fine word. Uh, that means the higher your vaccination rates are for minors in a given place, the more likely you are to pass a student vax mandate. And also vice versa or whatever the opposite mirror thing is of that last statement. Uh, here's what that looks like in numbers. The United States one shot vaccination rate for 12 to 17 year olds is currently around 57 percent. Mandate Happy California is at 68 percent. Mandate Curious New York is at 66 percent. And then these are the rates of the states that have laid down the ban hammer. Florida, 55%. That's under the national average, you'll note. Utah, 55. Arizona, 53. Arkansas, 47. Oklahoma, 44. Montana, 42. Tennessee, 37. And Alabama, 36% of their 12 to 17-year-olds have gotten one jab. Southern man don't need Pfizer any round, any how? Anyways, um, assuming for the sake of argument for a moment, that vaccine mandates are an unalloyed good, the states that need them the most will almost certainly get them the least. Welcome to America. Uh, but the argument over mandates is anything but settled, regardless of what your Stephen Colbert-watching friend may insist on their yard sign. COVID-19, even since the triumph of the Delta variant and the advent of vaccination, has remained overwhelmingly an older person disease. Just 478 people under the age of 18 have died of it through September 29th of this year, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC. That's less than the 643 minors that the CDC estimates died during the 2017-18 winter flu season. Rare is the state that mandates flu shots, though, in fairness, their effectiveness rate lags far behind uh, those of the three COVID-19 vaccines that are currently approved in the United States and America. Uh, the second main reason to favor the physical removal of unvaccinated students is to keep kids from spreading the virus to teachers and staff. But school employees have had priority access to vaccines for more than half a year. So who are we protecting? Given the microscopic infection results revealed by school testing, 0.27% among the unvaccinated in New York City, poor Hamplow, and about 0.6% in Los Angeles among everybody, it's reasonable to continue concluding that school buildings are among the safest places for humans to gather in groups. Should I repeat it? Do I need to? School buildings are among the safest places for humans to gather in groups. That is true until it becomes false. It's been true for a while. Like all vaccine mandates, K-12 student requirements will surely drive up vaccination rates and thus hasten the virus's transition from pandemic to endemic status. But by how much? And at what cost? Kids who are sent back home for yet another year mangled by remote learning will experience tangible and measurable harms, including the possibility of being more and not less exposed to COVID-19. See previous paragraph, repeated sentence. Their parents' work productivity will also suffer yet again. Speaking as a parent of a fully vaccinated public school 13-year-old, I do not fear her unvaxxed classmates, if she has any, and I'd rather any such students be regularly tested rather than sent out to forage for scraps of education in Coney Island. You seen that place? 
as usual, my preferences will be drowned out by the people I chose freely to live among. Hooray for me. A science, in air quotes, whose policy extrapolations depend on political slant will continue to lose public respect. Advocates who do not acknowledge and grapple with real-world trade-offs because they exist, people, will almost certainly introduce major error. Vaccines are a marvel of modern medicine. OMG. And the best ticket out of the wretched last 19 months of all of our lives. But that doesn't mean it's wise for the government to force this particular one right now on teenagers. Goodbye.